Hello, Slate Plus. I have not talked to you in a long time, so it's good to talk to you. John had to leave because he had to go catch flight because he had to go to Chicago to do a different, yet another thing in his complicated life for his, uh, I think he's doing a whistle stop event and a slate event and lots of other things. So we, we, we're, we're John-less, but it's me and Emily, which is two thirds of a great slate plus segment. Barely adequate. It's a C minus. Even if we get a hundred percent, it's a C minus. <laughs> Oof, that's tough. So Emily. We had the denouement, or the perhaps denouement, of the Gawker story this week. Gawker, the media empire, was sold in bankruptcy to Univision for $135 million. This $135 million now sits in escrow until the lawsuit that has been brought by Hulk Hogan against Gawker which Gawker lost a $140 million judgment in. The appeal runs out on that, and it's determined whether Gawker owes Hogan money or whether Gawker is um, is cleared of wins on appeal. The lawsuit was, of course, financed by Peter Thiel, the Silicon Valley gazillionaire libertarian. Well, it can't be that much of a libertarian because he's supporting Donald Trump, but libertarian on paper, technology guru, and, and uh, you know, I don't know. There's so many words to use to describe Peter Thiel. I've now forgotten all of them. Thiel wrote a piece in the New York Times this week defending himself and saying, explaining why he had brought this case against Gawker. He said he described how Gawker had, in his mind, in his view, had outed him back when he didn't want to be outed back in 2008 and that he had thought it was abusive and beyond the pale and it was in, invading the private life of private citizens and it was cruel and that when the Hulk Hogan sex tape was released by Gawker, he saw an opportunity or he, he, he was glad to join an opportunity when Hogan wanted to sue to support that lawsuit because he thought that the what Gawker was doing, the practice that it was engaged in was, was not defensible in a free society, was cruel to innocent people. How persuaded were you by Teal's Peace. Unpersuaded. I, so what's hard about this story is that Gawker has done some things along the way that, you know, I wouldn't myself do as a journalist. And so it's, you know, outing Peter Thiel, pu even publishing Hulk Hogan sex tapes like these are at the margins of not of what I think we should protect. I think outing Peter Thiel is certainly like well within bounds of what the First Amendment should protect. The Hulk Hogan take is like tape is probably closer to the margins. But the problem is that this is not, does not stand for Gawker. Gawker has also done some really important and aggressive reporting. And its main role in the world is to try to take down the powerful and tweak them and be utterly irreverent about establishment power in a way that few other media outlets are. And so the punishment for Gawker that Peter Thiel has inflicted on them because he has gobs and gobs, endless amounts of money just seems way, way out of proportion to me to whatever sins Gawker committed. And I also just find it deeply unsettling that a billionaire can decide to take down a media outlet essentially because of um, a personal feeling of vengeance and vendetta. Um, and that's what we're left with here. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, I agree with all of that, although I would put the blame on a legal system that allows 
The, the, the American legal system, the way it's structured, it allows essentially to, you to bring litigation very easily. It allows that litigation to become extremely expensive very quickly and highly harassing very quickly. Um, and it allows for enormous judgments. The problem is not that there was a legal judgment against Gawker. The problem is it's a legal judgment against Gawker, which has taken, you know, years and years of litigation cost. Just the litigation cost alone are probably tens of millions of dollars for both Gawker and Hogan theoretically bankrupt of the company right. um, if the judgment is overturned. If this was something where you could where you could have brought a, a quick case, quick claim, had it settled relatively quickly and the dollar amounts were reasonable, it wouldn't be a problem. Like it, more like the British system. And the British, British newspapers and magazines are constantly losing libel cases. They lose them all the time. They're apologizing and paying tens or hundreds of thousands of pounds to settle cases like that and moving on. That seems to me a different approach where you do, do indeed hold media companies accountable for behavior which is over the line. And Gawker, I think, engaged in behavior that was over the line. And the British draw but the line differently that, than we do. They, they do draw the line and we, we, you could, that could be debated. But the way that accounting takes place, it takes place much more quickly. There's much less stigma attached to it and the cost of it are much lower. Yeah. And that, that seems to me where, where we ought to be. Yes, I agree with that. But I think it goes back to this question of proportionality, right? That the punishment is, again, so far out of line right. with the wrongs here. You're just right. saying that it's the fault of the legal right. system rather than Teal himself. And I agree with you. I think the system bears some responsibility here. And, the you know, to be a little bit in the weeds, the trial judge in Florida could have not allowed this judgment to be executed. You know, they, they could have stayed the judgment and uh, let the appeal play out before Gawker had to put these funds in escrow. And that would have also allowed the Florida um, appellate court and Supreme Court to weigh in before we have all these. I mean, we don't even know if this judgment is going to be upheld. And yet it's had these dire consequences for the company. So there's that. And this is a case probably, I would guess, of an elected judge. I would bet it's an elected judge. And yes, it's like a it's right. a very popular like we have judges who act in populist. Well, it was a jury, though, to, too. They're, they're in a thrall of. Well, there's a jury decision, but then a judge who's acting sort of to to serve the popular will in some sense that encourages you to you have a you have an unpopular defendant in Gawker. I'm sure they were extremely unpopular. And to, the, so there's no there's no check there in the way that do, right. And there's no check on, on that. Yeah. And then there were also the, some, in depositions, some, a, a Gawker executive or editor said some incredibly um, yeah. stupid thing. Yeah. So, right. We have the this. Yes. All of that's true. But I wouldn't let Peter Thiel off the hook here as much as it sounded like you were heading right. towards. Sorry, right? I didn't mean to. I didn't know. I did not mean to. Okay. No, no, no. I mean, maybe, no, yeah. you could take that position. I just feel like he secretly bankrolled a lawsuit by Hulk Hogan, not by himself, which would never have continued if it had been bound by traditional market forces. Gawker tried to settle this lawsuit. They tried to do what right. you were talking right. about in the British system, and they couldn't because there was endless, endless amounts of money fueling the other side. And this wasn't about extracting the traditional pound of flesh then getting paid. It right. was about taking down the entire company. And the legal system allowed for that in a way that is problematic. But also Peter Thiel took advantage of it to a degree that is, to me, um, wrong and alarming. Right. Right. And also, the like, I think it, you'd have to be crazy to be a person who argues that, that there's a problem in this country, that it's hard to be a celebrity and cash in and enjoy the fruits of your fame and control your image. I mean, I think right. like, it's, that's not the problem, really. This is, a, this is not a problem in our country. This is not an issue. Another, the, the example 
the dog that didn't bark in this, which is almost which is a worse example or would have been a worse example, was the attempt by uh, an Idaho billionaire yeah. to destroy Mother Jones in a similar way to bring a, a lawsuit against Mother Jones for some investigative journalism, perfectly legitimate, 100 percent legitimate, a plus investigative journalism it had done and to try to destroy it. Fortunately, in that case, the judge uh, stopped the case and and sided was on Mother Jones's side, but it was a it was a clear attempt to use the legal system uh, to impose enormous costs on Mother Jones and on his reporters to make it impossible for them to do their job. And the guy was not interested in any monetary reward reward at all. He sued for a tiny amount of money. It was purely the legal harassment that he was interested in. Right, and Mother Jones, which has continued to do kick ass investigative work, when we talked, I think you chattered about the um, fabulous article they did on the private prison system in Louisiana. They were worried about litigation with that one too. And I was listening to an interview with the writer, and I think he was saying that that billionaire was like kind of like a lurking threat to them in a way that is scary for media organizations. I mean, this we do not need, you know, billionaires deciding to take down particular outlets because they're doing aggressive reporting. Yep. All right. Even though we didn't have John, I think we did okay. Yeah, I think we got we got like 65 out of a possible 66 and (laughs) six and six and two thirds. I don't know. You're giving us some great pass there. You've been watching too much Olympics, wanting those gold medals. There were no deductions. We had zero deductions, and the degree of difficulty was very high. So, I don't know. Yeah, we meddled. We meddled. We okay. meddled and synchronized, synchronized gabbing. Synchronized All right. Talk. See you, Emily. Bye. Bye-bye, Slate Plus.